Being a spiritual and ambitious soul, I bet that you've caught yourself in this constant wheel of doing, doing, doing. And sometimes we forget how to get back into that place where we need to receive. We can feel in our bodies when we're just going through the motions of something, or we feel like we're not in alignment. But it's so weird because we've probably been in alignment before. We're just trying to find our way back to it. So if you are sitting in bed thinking, 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 or your to-do list is so long and you're feeling like it's always an uphill climb, I'm going to invite you to make space for magic for yourself. Inside of this episode, I'm bringing on my friend, Patty Lennon, and she's going to walk you through a five-step process to create more space. One of the things I tell my students quite a bit is if you're trying to manifest something, think of it as a plant. If you are constantly watering the plant, it will die. If you are never watering it, it will also die. So we need to have a balance. Most of us were watering the plant too much. So Patty is bringing her wisdom and knowledge, and she has a free five-day event to help you manifest. She calls it manifesting for grownups. It's a no-nonsense approach to manifesting. And you can sign up for that now at messengerofspirit.com forward slash Patty. We'll link to it in the show notes. So if manifesting and creating more space sounds really interesting and exciting for you, stay tuned. Welcome to Spiritual and Ambitious. I'm your host, Whitney McNeil. I'm a certified medium and spiritual teacher, and I help spiritual and ambitious souls just like you live your life purpose through your career and attract abundance by connecting into your intuition and spirit guides. Let's get spiritual and ambitious. Welcome to another episode of the Spiritual and Ambitious Podcast, and I have my dear friend, colleague, and fellow intuitive Patty Lennon on the podcast today, and she's going to be talking about how to make space for magic in your work. Now, Patty's a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and founder of The Receiving School. She's a former type A corporate banker, former there, that discovered there was more to living than making money. She left banking to help others do the same. And she's a certified coach with a master's in psychology and has been featured in Forbes, Fast Company, and Daily Worth. She blends brain science and metaphysics to help her fellow humans find clarity, focus, and inspiration so they can easily manifest their dreams into reality. Thank you, Patty, so much for being here and welcome. Oh, thank you for having me, girlfriend. I know. I'm so excited to chat with you all the time. And I, when I was reading your bio, one of the things I really appreciate is this background that you have in psychology. I know that when we've had our talks, you've really made it so that I can clearly understand how it kind of relates to the science in that way too. So that's really interesting. That's a unique superpower I feel like you bring to the table. Mm, Well, thank you. I mean, it's definitely the thing that helps me bridge the, like my core self, my core human self is a pragmatist. And then when you look at a lot of the stuff we understand at our soul level, I know you and I, and you listening, I'm sure you're like that. That's why you follow Whitney. It can be hard 
to create a bridge between that like really like practical human person and then that metaphysical experiencing person. And to me, the brain science does it a lot. I think in the past, it's negated metaphysical experience. But for me, it's helped me bridge it and understand it in a way that makes sense. So thank you for appreciating it. Yeah, I I do really appreciate that, especially I know that you teach that way. And you teach in a way for people who might be a little skeptical. It's like, oh, I understand it now. I get why it works now, which I think is really important. And getting past that barrier of, wait a minute, this stuff really does work. But before we dive into making space in your work for magic, how did you actually get started on this path? And when did your intuitive abilities awaken for you? Yeah, my intuitive abilities came awake after I had already left banking. So it wasn't because of those gifts that I decided to leave banking. I loved my career. I loved what I was doing. And, you know, in the way that we can make sense of our lives when we've got years and years and years after events, there was a long time where I was like, why did you put me in banking for so long when clearly my purpose was to <laughs> help people live better lives, you know? Exactly. And that was the, that was in like the, you know, the toddler phase of my business. And, um, it really came about along with the masters in psychology because I found myself just feeling more and more fulfillment in the mentorship part of my leadership role in the bank. So after 15 years of, you know, I had already been doing leadership positions at that point for six or seven years, had gotten into mentorship in a much bigger way. I decided to go completely into mentorship. And at the time in banking, there was an executive leadership position, you know, many positions. So that's why I had gotten the master's in psychology so that I could do that work. And then the banking industry started to fail. So before 2008, when in the States, we kind of experienced that total implosion, well, leading up to that, the bank was already sort of feeling it. And that department was one of the first to get cut. So I already knew I had to kind of go out on my own to really be what I thought was going to be a career counselor. Um, when I decided to leave, then I realized I was going to need something else, which was coaching. So I started getting a certification in coaching. And it was during that, being inside that community, that my intuitive gifts started to open up. So I think for some people, and I was one of them, it's almost that, you know, we need maybe the permission of other people to kind of let down that resistance that our brains have to things that are bubbling up inside of us. Mm. So did you see that your abilities would start coming online when you were coaching other people? Or was it just more of like a validation that this is the work I need to do? Or both, maybe? It happened in a day. Wow. An individual day where, um, which of course, then before that day, I can look back and see other experiences that were, you know, signs. But I was getting certified with Martha Beck and she attracts, at least back then, she attracted a certain type of person. They were definitely more the woo leaning person. And we were in a retreat out in actually in Arizona and we were in a hotel, but in a desert. And I think there's a certain, there's value in lots of different landscapes. And I think deserts bring, you know, a certain type of access 
Mm-hmm. And we were actually learning to bend spoons that day. And I was oh my rolling gosh. my eyes. And, you know, <laughs> she, the reason she was guiding us in that particular exercise was really just to get open, open, open your mind, open your mind at what's possible for humans. And we're like, oh my God, like this is how, <laughs> not, I shouldn't say we were, I was like, oh my God, because I was still that banker and my spoon ends up bending. I later came <laughs> to find out that actually, like the really, you know, people who are really cynical and real doubters actually have an easier time with exercises like that, which would explain it. But that day, towards the end of the day, all of a sudden, I just start to know things about people in the room. And mm-hmm. my cohort inside, so there were about 50 of us there, but, you know, we had little cohorts. And my cohort and I were out for dinner, and I start kind of sharing with them, like, are you guys like getting this too? Because I kind of felt <laughs> like it was maybe part of like, the experience. And um, from that day forward, there were some kind of accelerating events that happened along the way. But I can really mark that change that like stepping over the threshold Mm -hmm. to that particular day. Isn't that interesting? I didn't know that story and that it was in the desert. And I had my slap in the face moment from spirit in the desert too, where I was in this place, was really unhealthy, came out to the desert in Arizona. And then in four days had this humongous experience for me too. So I do think there's something to the land. There's something to the energy. And I bet that was really awakening for you thinking, what is going on? Like, what is happening here? I like how the beginning you're rolling your eyes and at the end, you're like, what is going on? Yep. There's still days when I feel like I have that experience in a single 24 hour period (laughs) about said gifts. So yeah, I think we can relate to that too. So I know that you have the receiving school and that your company really is about making space for magic. So can you tell us a little bit about what magic means to you and what you felt called to do with your business and how it kind of transitioned into this? Yeah. So from a just a definition standpoint, for me, magic is simply the energy that bridges what we're capable of accomplishing with our own human effort to the bigger experience of being human or desires or goals, let's say, right? So you're here at this point in time, you listening, you're here at this point in time, but there's in your imagination, there are possibilities for your life. They may be born out of scarcity and suffering, or they might be born out of excitement and just dreaming, right? So in one case, like we were in a lot of debt. And so then being debt free was born out of that scarcity. But right now where I stand right now, I would love to have like multi thousand person events, you know, like Tony Robbins, not with that energy, but like those size events. And that's just being born out of like dreaming and excitement, right? So we're here. And then inside of our imagination is something that we would probably put the word better on, but you know, more something. There's what we can physically and mentally do to accomplish and get us there. And then there's a gap. And the energy that fills that gap is what I consider magic. And that magic is only accessible with faith, right? Because otherwise you stop yourself at what you're capable of doing. And you don't allow for a dream to exist 
if you can't imagine how it could come to fruition. Well, magic is what gives you permission to allow that to be a real dream for yourself. Mm, That's so beautiful. So space is, do you feel like space is synonymous with magic? No, space is really the word that came from a contrast. So the concept Mm -hmm. that I was trying to get across is that most of us like squeeze out space for magic. And so space for magic is the openness. It's that place of faith, but you don't have to have this rock solid faith. You just have to stop. I'll put it on myself. You listening, you may not have the same words, but I was such a, a control freak and I was such a perfectionist. And those like gripping energies just Mm. make it so hard for magic to work itself into your life. And then just as an extension to clarify, if you have a being that you consider to be your higher power, whether you call it spirit or the divine or universe, then that would really be the sort of the force behind the magic. Mm, I like that. One of the things I talk about with people that work with me, learn from me, I'll say, listen, if you want a goal or dream or whatever you're wanting to manifest, if you water that plant, let's say it's a plant, you water the plant all the time, that plant is going to die. (laughs) So you actually have to leave space for it to do its thing. So I really love how you're talking about that. And I want to get into all the details about how you've come up with this process to help people make space for magic in their life. When we come back after this really quick break. As a professional psychic medium, I've done tens of thousands of readings, but I felt a call to move more fully into teaching intuition, but I still get so many requests about doing readings. So while I don't do readings anymore, I have brought in some very trusted colleagues who are now available for live one-hour readings on Zoom. If you would like to book your psychic medium reading, go to messengerofspirit.com forward slash appointments to see our available readers and schedule your Zoom reading today. All right, thanks for hanging in with me. And we are here with Patty Lennon. She helps people make space for magic so that you can really see your dreams come to life, but you've got to go through some of the responsibility in order for that to happen. You've got to take action, but also create space. So Patty's going to share with us how to make space in our work for magic to flow. So Patty, can you help us with this and tell us a little bit more about any steps or what the best tips are for it? Well, I think, um, Eventually, I landed on an entire, what I would call a method. I think our human brains just like things like process method. Essentially, it was just, I think it's probably a better explanation is five tenets that keep us on the path of, you know, letting in magic as opposed to squeezing it out. And I call it the receiving method. You know, it really comes down to just, just. I'll put that in quotes, staying open and being unattached. But that's so hard for our brains to... Like, what? 
like surrender. I would hear this all the time, surrender. I'm like, but who, how do I surrender? You all keep saying surrender, but no one's giving me the guidebook to fucking surrender. Oh, exactly. Hopefully. <laughs> is this an explicit podcast? It is. And that's completely okay. fine. <laughs> so, you know, there was a journey to get here. And so let me just tell you, if you're listening, I didn't just arrive here like with all positive motion steps. It was really like, I took some pretty big dips in the journey, but ultimately where I landed was in this receiving method. And the the five tenets are uh, receive the outer world, receive yourself, clear space to make space, learn your language, and then do your 100%. And so um, we can just kind of go through those real quick. Yeah, that'd be great. If that makes sense. So the first is receive the outer world. And a lot of this first tenet is really where I think a lot of the self-improvement and manifestation worlds, like teachings, the traditional teachings that became super popular, mess with people's mind and get them off the path. So when I say receive the outer world, it means, yes, receive when someone gives you help or a gift or a compliment, receive those, right? Don't resist those. But it also means when someone makes you feel bad, allow that in. Don't resist it. And Mm. I think a lot of times, or, you know, something's not working in your life, allow it in and acknowledge it so you can do something with it. And I think we're taught to, well, I shouldn't say, but I've seen this a lot, you know, be positive act as if. And what happens in our brains, and this is where it gets so juicy for me, because for a while I was deep in the law of attraction stuff. And I'm like, yes. And I was manifesting parking spots and I was manifesting tickets and I was, you know, tickets to not parking tickets, like tickets to places to go. (laughs) That's important. (laughs) Gifts, you know, and, and I was like, but it would only work to a certain point. And it's because those things weren't as important to me. And the really big stuff wasn't actually coming in. And it's because there were blocks in the way. And what happens is when we force our brain to squeeze that and compact it so we're not looking at it, it actually holds it in place. And it runs a much stronger conversation with our lives than we realize at the subconscious level. When you accept it, all of the sudden you don't make it have to stay underneath the surface. It comes up. That's actually when you can release it. And it's when you release it that you release so much resistance. So that's the first part. The second is accept yourself. And that just really comes down to, you know, there's days where you're not going to be that perfect version of yourself. And that perfect version actually isn't who you're supposed to be or meant to be. But it's this version of yourself that you think you have to be to have what you most desire. And it's the opposite. It's letting all your parts in and letting them play and having a say that get you to your highest and best life quickest. And that I would say is the deepest part of the receiving school. That's not something that's easy to explain. But this dates back to like many psychological theories. Almost all psychological theories are based on the fact that we reject parts of ourselves. So that's a piece mm. of it is like, and so, you know, from like a real common sense standpoint, like right now, what could you do to like really work with that particular rule is, you know, what do you feel like doing right now? What do you feel like doing right now? And would you give yourself permission to do that? Would you trust your gut instinct of what you need 
to be more true to where you're headed than some rule outside yourself of what a good version of yourself looks like today. Oh, I got to stop you right there. So what I love about these first two steps, one, it's not any kind of spiritual bypassing. You're going to accept and receive these things. And also what I really am hearing too is my own message. I was just thinking the other day, oh my goodness, I need to give myself more permission to just do what I want in the moment. And I was kind of reminiscing like, I, you know, remember when I just got up and drove around or I just went out for a hike and just kind of said, you know, fuck everything I got to do. I'm just going to go do it. And it, this is such a great message from you, but also it's very validating for everyone because we tend not to really live our life, to be honest, really. Yeah. We think that we have certain things that we absolutely have to do. So I love this, giving yourself permission to do what you really want to do. I think it helps to really get to know yourself and who your authentic self is. Yes, yes. And it's the thing we have most been taught to not do. The thing, you know, when people say like, when I talk about receiving and they're like, but receiving, you know, is a good thing. And like, why do we have such a hard time with it? It's because no, you have been taught to deny receiving from when you were verbal, you know, probably pre-verbal if you take into account all the other stuff, the other ways we learn. So anyway, the third rule is a lot easier for people. It's clear space to make space. And although it can mean a bunch of different things, generally speaking, it's get rid of stuff in your physical space that, you know, doesn't, you know, piece to the condo method, like that doesn't spark joy, you know, like if, but more importantly, when you look at something, if it makes you feel guilty or makes you feel like you need to do something or, you know, like closing your closet, actually, I had bought a pair of reading glasses, like over the counter reading glasses, and they didn't work like over the last year, I've gone from having perfect sight to needing glasses to read, right? I bought a pair over the counter, did not work, had to buy scripts. And um, these stupid glasses that I've never used have been sitting, <laughs> sitting on a table in my living room for like six months. Just this morning, I dropped them off for like where I live, the Lions Club repurposes glasses. And it's like, it was so simple, but it was like, oh, just felt so good. <laughs> felt like I cleared out like an entire attic inside my soul, you know? That's so, so just funny. getting, yeah. So just get rid of crap that like mentally makes you feel less than, right? Yes. And then the fourth is learn your language, which is really, you know, you just are such a great teacher of this, Whitney, which is learn your unique way that you talk yeah. to spirit. Let go of all the beliefs of how it's supposed to be and really trust how you talk to spirit. Because then when you have that connection, doing all this other stuff is much easier because then you can get the message. No, no, you really can give away the thing your mother-in-law gave you on your wedding night. Like, (laughs) no, actually you really can take the whole day before your launch to Netflix and chill, you know, like whatever it is, because you have that message from spirit affirming it. And then the final is um, do your hundred percent. And this is the one that answers the question about how to surrender And so it's essentially your 100% is a physical experience. And what I mean by that is you can feel it physically in your body. And so Mm. if you feel like you're pushing a boulder up a hill, or when you think about doing something, it feels like pushing a boulder up a hill, 
that's your 100%. You've gone too far and you can just Mm -hmm. stop. So do the pieces of the puzzle you know to do until it feels like you're pushing a boulder up the hill. And that's where you surrender. That's your permission to stop. So that's, Uh, yeah. That's so nice. Question for you. What about a bunch of stuff that piles up in our house that we will just ignore because we're either too tired to clean it or we don't want to actually have to do the work or devote the time to organize it or clean it up. Tell me, what do you think that means mm, for people out okay. there? Well, I would say the first is the key word was you're just too tired. And so the first step to clearing that is to get untired by rest, mm. right? Yeah. So that's why it's three. And not two, you know, and um, so that's the first step is don't try and clear physical items until you've cleared, you know, the energetic stuff, Mm. you know, the base level stuff, make sure you're fed, make sure you've been rested, you make sure you're clothed properly. And then, and then as far as the stuff that when it piles up, it's, you know, when you think about clearing it, does it feel like you're pushing a boulder up a hill? And if it does, well, then that's when you're meant to surrender and just hand it over to spirit and say, show me how to do this. And I promise you, if you did that, one day you would wake up and you would have all the energy in the world or someone would come in and be like, oh my God, I have a friend that's moving into a new home. What can you give me for them? Or, you know, good God, I can't believe you're living like this. Can I clear this for you? You know, lots of ways that spirit has to yeah, fix it. To help. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really great example because sometimes we sit and question, well, why I should do this. I should have the energy for this or I should want to. And just that word should is really telling you something. And I love how you brought it back to, well, let's figure out the energetic issue here of why you're tired. And then we can go through those steps. I think that's really important. We forget that sometimes. And I love that that's the number one thing that we need to reevaluate there, which is really great. So I want to ask you, Patty. I know because you're my friend, but it's different for every business owner with what you do is pretty spiritual, but how did you tie together the magic and the spiritual component and the ambition? And so what does spiritual and ambitious look like for you and your business? Yeah. So for me, and I think in some ways it was a little bit easier for me than it is for other people who come into a spiritual business from, let's say, a more service-oriented experience. Mm-hmm. Um, because I came from banking, I had 15 years, like I'm just going to go back to socialization because socialization is really powerful. When our brains think something is safe, it's a lot easier for us to engage it. And to me, ambition is you know, by definition, like my definition is really embracing what my ego wants without allowing it to be the master. So it's really engaging the pleasure of like material success, not necessarily money, but like having a bigger platform and, you know, 
making more money and having bigger impact, not because of the spiritual side, but because of the pure ego pleasure that you get from growing something. There's a reason why our egos like this stuff. That's the reason we agreed to even come to this crazy ass planet was because it was going to be a lot of fun, scary and fun. So for me, when I was doing this work, you know, when I stepped into the doing this work, there's always stuff that raises its head, which is, is it spiritually balanced for me to charge a certain amount? Or, you know, is it ethical? Is it in integrity? You know, there's lots of different sort of conversations internally I have about lots of pieces of my business that can get in the way of ambition. I think it's, you know, when you say spiritual and ambitious, it's to me, spiritual is the first piece, right? Spirit Mm -hmm. is the master, soul is the master. And ambition, though, is the fun. Ambition is the excitement. Ambition is the, the human of it. So I know that when I make money in, you know, excess of my family's needs, it makes me have a lot more fun in my business. I don't feel bad about that. I used money, but there's other stuff. You know, I know when I get up on stage and then all of a sudden, like, you know, people are like, so like, you know, lit up about what I said. I love the fact that I impacted people and I also love people clapping for me. I can do. Yeah. I like what you said about ambition's fun. Mm-hmm. We don't think about that sometimes. Sometimes we think it's a, a driving force. We have to do this and that and this. And I feel like your business really exemplifies being spiritual and ambitious. So I wanted to just see what your take was on it. But bringing more fun and magic into our lives and businesses, which is really great. So I know that you're doing all this for yourself and you do it in your business and you've developed a way to teach people, but you also have a five-day event. Can you share a little bit more? It is something I think our listeners are going to be so excited about. Yeah. So right now, as we drop this episode, as this episode's dropping, we are right in the middle of this event. But don't worry because we're also, we're doing it from Monday to Friday. And then we're having those that like to do weekend experiences, do it just for the weekend. So you got plenty of time to do it. And it's called Manifestation for Grownups. And the word grownup can be a hard word sometimes. But in my, when I'm using it, what I'm saying is like, this is manifestation without the bullshit. This is, you know, like, and look, for you listening, if something I say is like, but I like those words, then keep them. But like, you know, what I keep seeing out there is be a boss, babe, write your book in 20 days or five days or do something in a hot second, get from zero to a hundred K in whatever amount of time. It's exhausting. And the more I see this stuff, what keeps going through my head and what's been going through my head and Whitney's had to listen to my diatribes about this. I go back and forth with her. It's like, I just keep saying I'm too old for this shit. I'm just too old for this shit. I think I was too old for this shit at 29, but at 51, I'm for sure too old for this shit. So this is really a very limited time consuming. What I mean by that is 15 minutes a day for five days, or if you do it over the weekend, you can do 45 minutes one day and a half hour the next. And um, 
this is a way to really get at the heart first, what you want. So one of the biggest blocks I see people have, especially post-pandemic, is just not knowing what you even want anymore because so much has like, you know, like there's so much juice, you know, personal like juice in your body that's disappeared because of being inside and having very little interaction, mm-hmm. you know, with interesting things, whether people are your interesting thing or nature is or whatever it is, right? So the first part of it connects you to what you actually want in a really sneaky way that you won't even have to think about. The second part is to uncover some limiting beliefs that you have and dispel them without you having to do anything. So without you having to do deep inner work. And then the third part is a a storytelling technique that will connect you to your future self. So she can help you or he can help you or they can help you bring what you want into fruition. And then finally, how to hand it off. Mm, That's so good. So I know our listeners can do this. I talk about talking to spirit five to 15 minutes each day. Then you can also do this for 15 minutes each day. I like how you're bringing these real world steps to manifesting. And I love the name manifesting for grownups. It's basically no BS approach. So you can join this event over at messengerofspirit.com forward slash Patty. And you can catch up this weekend. Patty is so awesome. I highly recommend that you join this free event. It's going to really shift your perspective, which by the way, is one of our messages today. We've got the hawk and it said, change your perspective and it's number one. So I feel like this was a great message for our conversation. That first step, right? That first step, Mm -hmm. change your perspective. And then we also got the card time to set boundaries. And for me, I would interpret that as keep some boundaries so that you can create space. And what I get for me a lot is Whitney, create boundaries for yourself. <laughs> like For me, it's not for other people. It's you said you're going to do something for yourself, self-care, meditation, whatever. Are you going to actually do it? And are you going to do those 15 minute exercises or talking to your guides for 15 minutes? So I thought those were great messages, but I do want to ask you, Patty, do you have any other last message that you feel that you would like to share with our listeners? Well, two just came in. So I'm just going to give you one that has to do with the card, with the setting boundaries. So if you're new to me and what I teach, one of the things that I find is the most kind of transforming for people is when I say receive the outer world, when you take someone who's difficult, right? When you're talking about boundary setting, especially if it's someone like in your life, like a parent or a sibling or like a partner or a friend, if you truly receive them and you allow yourself to feel everything they make you feel, all of the sudden boundary setting gets really easy because it's almost been like you kind of push off how difficult they are and how bad you feel. When you allow yourself to fully feel how bad it feels with their behavior, all of a sudden, what to do next becomes really obvious. It's no longer this internal tug of war. So I just wanted to offer that. That's not something we're going to be talking about in the manifestation for grownups, but um, that felt really strongly important. Maybe there's just one or two of you right now that need to hear that. And then the final, you know, the other message I just have in general is 
it's okay that the person you were 10 years ago isn't available to you right now, you know, or five years ago. And, you know, I hear in the echo of this conversation, which is telling me that someone or many of you are feeling like, I didn't used to be that way. I used to have this energy. And that comes, that brings a lot of shoulds. And I just want you to trust that exactly who you are, even if you see it as like less energy, less enthusiasm, less skill, less faith, whatever it is, I promise you, the divine spirit universe loves you so much right now, actually loves you more because you're less. Because it's our vulnerability that makes us accessible to every being in the world, including the highest one. So trust, trust what you don't have to give and let that be your truth and let it be okay. Mm, so good, Patty. Thank you so much for sharing that wisdom. That was really powerful. And also thanks so much for being here. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I love you, my friend. I love you too. All right. Well, please join that event so that you can create more space for magic in your life. We will link to all of Patty's links in the show notes, and you can go to messengerspirit.com forward slash Patty to join that event. And you know that I'll be back next week with a brand new episode, but until then, here's to staying spiritual and ambitious. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And if you loved it, would you please share it with a friend? I would also love your review and a reminder to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can find me at messengerspirit.com and you can take the four intuitive languages quiz and find show notes there too. If you want to connect on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram, you can find me at messenger of spirit. If you want to continue the conversation, join my free Facebook group at messengerofspirit.com forward slash group. I'll meet you right here next week. Here's to stand spiritual and ambitious. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.